Welcome to the Life's a Pitch podcast, the show where we pitch the best movies that will never get made. I'm Tom McGrath. And I'm Matt Turner. This is the podcast where we ask you, the listener, to give us a title of a movie that doesn't exist. Yet. We then collaborate to create a pitch for that movie, complete with casting, story beats, and sometimes even marketing. Without further ado, this week's main feature is... You're not Judy Garland. What? If you're not Judy Garland. What? <laughs> Tom? Yeah, what? you're not Judy Garland. <laughs> no, I know. Tom, I know I'm not. What's the title of the film? What's the title of the film? Well, it's that one. Oh. Um, thank you, uh, Charlie Gascoigne, uh, for that title. Uh, that title was a song title. Or it's not really a song title. It's the lyrics no, from a the, song. But, yeah, it's, yeah. It's from uh, your... My Waterloo by the Libertines. Yes. I haven't yeah. heard it, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, well, it's it's a good title for a film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're, um, you're, you're, joining yeah. Us, joining us for this week's song title, film title extravaganza that we're doing this week, <laughs> Dave Ballmer. Hello there, it's me again, back with another few of these block-rocking beats. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the renegade master as well, of course. Um, yes, uh, you have to roll a d4 damager to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so thank you, Charlie Gascoigne, for that title. Uh, so remember to give us titles any time of the week or when we specific specifically ask for genre-based titles, like today we're doing song titles as film titles, uh, go to facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast Twitter at Life's a Pitch Show and Patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast just to comment on the poll we do every week yeah, for the can, genres. Uh, you can get in touch with us all those places to give us the titles and also give us some money as well in that place. Yeah, so uh, now I've got all that out of the way, shall we get on with some honourable mentions? Yes, please, yes, please. Honourable Melodentions. Oh. Honourable... <laughs> Honourable <laughs> music. No. <laughs> Honourable. There must be a musical term that ends in engines, isn't there? Harmonic mentions. You see, uh, what you've said there is that's just a different word, and then you've just put mentions. <laughs> it starts with an H, Dave. Harmonic <laughs> melodentions. <laughs> Honourable mentions. Basically, what we do is pitch a few more films based on more titles people have given us on the social media. Oh, there. Oh, yes, over over there. Think of this like the trailers before you watch the main feature. Yes. All right. So from patreon.com... From... Sorry, <laughs> from, <laughs> from Patreon, the service. Uh, they've given us... No. From Ross Originals on Patreon, we've got Eat the Rich. Eat the Rich? Yeah, by, uh, that's a song by Aerosmith. I looked up because I had to make sure that all these were genuine song yeah. titles and not just yeah. a load of words strung together. That's the thing, isn't it? It's a bit like that joke where we all like to say, that's a good band name. But the yes. thing is, literally any sequence of words is a good band name. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Melon, cabbage, gout. Very, That's very good band like... name. Yeah. Very good. All right, so Eat the Rich. What's this about? Oh, yeah. I forgot we actually come up with a pitch for these now. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Melon, cabbage, yeah. gout is what it's about. Um, 
no, so... All right, uh, here's what it's about. It gets... Jeff Bezos has hoarded so much of the the world's wealth <laughs> that nearly everyone is at the point of starvation. Okay, mm. that's just a description of the world. Now on to the film. <laughs> In the film, <laughs> people figure this out and go, wait a minute, almost all of the problems that we have, like climate change, starvation, every single thing, could just be fixed if... We just tax the rich and they pay their taxes. That isn't, for some reason, that isn't working. And it may be because of the rich or it may be because of the lawmakers who are beholden to them. They're rich as well. How about we use them to solve the starvation crisis? Yeah. Right? So all Brendan we have to Fraser do... Fraser is hungry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and all he needs to do is invent some sort of a machine into which he can feed the rich... That, he, that they would want to go in. Something that, like, what would you... What's a good lure? I reckon it's not even a machine he needs to put them into. It's okay. a sauce. <laughs> right. It's so a sauce you can put on the rich. How do we solve the taste problem? Yeah. Where people are aware that they... <laughs> you, know the thing about, you know the thing about the rich? You know, you know the thing about eating the rich? Yeah. Taste a bit rich. Yeah, they do yeah. taste a bit rich. So you need to counter that. End up yeah. a little bit bilious, don't you? You end up yeah. you're just sort of flatulating <laughs> quite a bit after after I eating just, the rich. I yeah. just really like how we're pitching the reverse <laughs> Soylent Green. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got to find the perfect sauce for a rich, by all accounts, porky uh, yeah. flavour. Yeah. So that's what, an apple sauce? Because mm. pork isn't very rich, but let's imagine that it, that human meat is a we're, we're we we don't like it because we're you know naturally programmed not to like it. Sure. Yeah. But apparently it tastes like pork, which we do like. So let's imagine that it's a weirdly strong pork taste that makes us kind of go. Ugh. Yeah. You you want um, do you want a particularly strong appley sauce, or do you want a particularly mild appley creamy sort of sauce to counterbalance that? Oh, it depends on the person you're eating, really. Because I reckon mm. if I ate. Jeff Bezos, yeah, I'd quite like. Um, You'd want to savor that, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of want just like a little dipping sauce. It's sort of a trick. You know, yeah, like, you want you you want yeah. a hoisin or something, wouldn't you? Yeah, right. yeah. I, I could imagine it'd be like uh, <clears throat> sticky chicken or mm. something like that, and it yeah. would be appropriate to um, to eat it in a dipping scenario, which is to say, to have a, a group of friends round. Yeah, you know, some some nibbles, <laughs> some nachos, <laughs> and fire. some bits. Um, yes. uh, a, a fire, some some re- uh, like ancient rituals of some kind, and yeah. just for fun, uh, for for putting a bit of millionaire's cake. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Millionaire What's shortbread. Called? Is that right? Yes, that's yeah. the that's the word I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Brendan Fraser is yeah. creating the perfect sauce. He's working in his <laughs> he's working in his kitchen, and I think I think he's he's, he's a top chef for the very right. uh, the very very haughty elite. Um, and then <laughs> who are all going to be eaten? And then, yes. and then his. Well, that's boss... how he's gonna. That's how he's gonna arrange it. That's yeah. the lure. Yeah. <laughs> the restaurant is the lure. His his boss, right, is like, uh, I I don't I don't think I like your cooking anymore. No, I think I'm gonna send you. <laughs> I'm, I'm you you're fired. I'm sorry, you're fired, Brendan <laughs> Fraser. You 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 didn't want to kill those baby cows. Uh, we don't. We will not suffer veganism in a restaurant of my caliber. You're gonna be fired. I'm sorry. You're going home. Uh, and then uh... there we go. Uh, Donald Trump cameo there as Gordon Ramsay. 
<laughs> Who's playing Jeff Bezos? No, he's just he's like this is a skeleton. This is basically Jeff Bezos, right? This right. is this is Jeff Be- Bezos in um like he's he owns this restaurant, right? Oh, uh, like as in he owns the 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 building this restaurant's in. Well, no, I uh, hey he owns the restaurant because the thing is uh, soon. Uh, he will have depleted all the resources of the earth and the monetary resources, so he will quite naturally move on to supplying the food. Yeah, it makes sense that Jeff Bezos would eventually be the only person supplying anything to anyone. That's that's the the ultimate end game sure, of yeah. Amazon, right? So yeah. so he owns all the restaurants, especially this one, sure. and it, people. This one is like the fancy one that's mm. called you know like Restaurant Prime and the <laughs> Get prime and the rich. Ribs. Yeah, <laughs> Amazon Prime ribs. Yes, and the rich people go there because it's t- it's a fancy restaurant. But this is you know such a dystopian future that there isn't really any difference anyway. Like they're going there, they're they're demanding same minute delivery that they order their food. Yeah, <laughs> and they get they're getting it, but at the expense of you know the uh, the workers it's, in the you know factories. when you know when um uh there's. You know when the Smurfs uh, like town is on fire and they're like yes. passing buckets to and fro in a, like yes. a line, right? Yeah. I know that's not entirely just the Smurfs, but it was the, the closest. <laughs> it was the closest. It's, that's not an efficiency exclusive to Smurfs, um, but the assembly line. <laughs> yeah, like they're passing the buckets like to the water and then passing them along back, yeah. back to the fire. I know it's what you mean. That, that human feels chain like sort of thing, right? Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, so it's like that. They've got so many slave workers that yeah. they are literally passing individual pieces of the food that they're putting together and just yeah. passing them under. They're underneath the floor, like in Snowpiercer. Yeah. Um, like they're all like passing it uh, back and yeah. forth, and then eventually it just gets passed up, and they're a pair of human arms that are like <laughs> that, that have been gelded, like uh, gild gilded. I know one of the one of them is. Cutting the the balls off an animal, and the other is oh. um, uh, the other is putting it in gold. I think it's <laughs> gilded. Gelded, gelded is the one about the testicles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so uh, they've, these arms have been gilded because they don't want anyone to see the, the grubby like uh, slave worker arms. That's and right. Carry and... the plate up to the to the to the table. <laughs> and and lower than that, the workers have been gilded because they, it just takes away autonomy in some <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah. I'd be more concerned by a pair of golden arms coming. Up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of dystopian future yeah. I want to evoke. <laughs> while while. Just as a show of power, gilded pair of testicles descended from the ceiling, just to display that this worker has been conquered. Oh man! So Brendan Fraser's making this sauce. I'm not yeah, at all he's... happy with having said that. <laughs> he's just been. <laughs> um, he's just been uh, fired from. Uh, Amazon Prime Ribs. He was yep. designing their menu, right? He was one of the. He was basically one of the upper middle class sort of like uh, professionals who was re- making this menu. Um, and then he gets fired, and that's when he starts to realize after he's lost his job, he he's now among those people who like his his options are starve or 
get a job at the Am- in the Amazon warehouse. Or the third option, which is to say, eat the rich. Start your own <laughs> restaurant. And this one, they don't know where the meat's coming from. They don't know where the food's coming from, but they- it's getting very, very good reviews on TripAdvisor. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this, this meat is so rich. Um... <laughs> uh, c- cranes down um, the, the, the enormous holographic face of, uh, let's, uh, who's, who's, who would be a good, like, posh actor we can use? Uh, Richard uh, Allen. Richard Allen. Yes. Allum. Yes. Which one? Which one's Richard? No, really, Roger Allen. Roger, Roger Allen. That's what you mean. I don't know, I don't know who Richard Allen is. Um, but Roger I knew who you meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So By Rod- the Allen. Roger Allen cranes down like he's on his face is projected on the end of a crane uh he's <laughs> overlooking like this this um sci-fi future like um you know your 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 shadow runs and your your flipping blade runners um yeah. and uh he's like it's meat is so very rich uh he says his face is green and he's uh, and he's he, he like has the the kind of um uh the rest of his body is an owl because he is the trip advisor. Uh, oh. like he's, like, he's like craning around. His holographic face goes into various restaurants and says, <laughs> this place is bad. Uh, <laughs> and, and if, if the trip advisor de- uh, deems you uh, bad, you, your restaurant is immediately out of business. Like the, the foundations start coming off your business and like yeah. everything is taken away immediately um yes. your bubble is popped so oh, man. so um i think it's like you know uh he, he's trying to make it he's trying to make it with all, all his food or his uh, uh, regular food and he's like this i don't have the right ingredients i just don't have the right ingredients to to please the trip advisor um yeah. and then oh and- oh and then and then then this is where it all starts Trip advice. It, Roger Allen is the trip advisor, but he still responds to reviews. Yeah. And a rich, a rich person, because only rich people come into this restaurant. But sure. one of them comes in is particularly rich. Maybe it's even. Maybe it, this character is also played by Roger Allen. Yes. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Another Roger Allen comes in, and in the film, in the fiction, this is the actor who portrayed the trip advisor sure. for Trip Advisor when they recorded it. Right. Yeah. So he comes in. Brendan Fraser recognizes him as the TripAdvisor man, and uh, and while he's there, he you know he's really nice to him, and, and Roger Allen's nice back to him. But he notices he's just going past, and he sees behind Roger Allen is putting in a bad review into TripAdvisor, Uh-oh. and when he, and it's the la- and Brendan Fraser knows that that because this happens whenever. Some, something happens that isn't the staff's fault. The rich, stuck-up, spoiled people will put a bad review. Yeah. It was my birthday, and they didn't give me a free meal and all this sort of stuff, right? And then he knows that there's only one review left. If he gets one more bad review, then yeah. the trip advisor will descend upon him. And it just so happens that Roger Allen, the face of TripAdvisor, is the person who does that last one. So Roger Allen becomes his first victim because he sees him doing mm. the bad review and he stops him yeah. just before he's like um sir uh i've he, he see whatever it is he's writing he like say he wanted a certain thing brennan fraser is like right i'm gonna give him that thing and he yeah. goes sir follow me and i'll give you the thing and he yeah. passes it off as if he hadn't read over his shoulder what he was <laughs> I writing i haven't had a french good. fancy in many years ever right. since france disappeared yes <laughs> 
And so, so Brendan goes, sir, um, I've just got in a new shipment of, uh, of uh, cakes and sweets. Uh, we have a particularly nice French fancy if you'd like to follow us to the buffet table. And Roger's like, ah, and no, he leads him into the machine yeah. that uh, Brendan uses for mince. Yeah, he cocks <laughs> him out and he throws him in the machine and he's like, hmm... This isn't right. <clears throat> so I'm thinking we kind of... No, Tom, wait, hang on. There's, there's <laughs> gotta, you've got to have this scene where where he tastes the meat. He goes, he looks straight, like almost dead into the camera, just past the camera. He's looking into a mirror, right? And he says, yeah. this isn't right. <laughs> this, this isn't right. This is wrong. This needs applesauce or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And I think it ends with a kind of weird reverse, uh, as we said before, reverse Silent Green, where the whole world finds out that it's people, uh-huh. but rich people, and yet they continue to eat. <laughs> not and yet. They flock to the restaurant. Because, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's only so many rich people, right? Yeah, got yeah. to that's the thing because if it because it we all agree i think the position of this podcast is cannibalism is wrong but i'm sorry (laughs) i don't want to speak for everybody tom Tom is tom is unsettlingly uh like being a fan of the film raw (laughs) but um generally speaking one of the things that's like wrong with cannibalism is the is the the injustice of it right someone has mm. to die for that yeah but when it's the oppressors is that so bad and there's an extra there's an extra facet to it that helps to tip the scales for these people which is that there's a certain collectability to it so if you were there in time to get a bit of bezos if you got a bit of <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You can face us. It's, like, I mean? it's like catching Lin Manuel on the on the opening Broadway run of Hamilton. Right? <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It really exactly. is that level of like people are making money off secondhand Bezos, right? Like yeah. they are they are like getting some cash oleum because of the demand <laughs> for Bezos. Yeah, that's the thing, and it's not just him. You can like people, like you know, like celebrity spotters. That people will come into this restaurant with a checklist. And they'll be like, yeah, I've, I've had a bit of, you know, this person, I've had a yeah. bit of that person. I'm, I'm struggling to think of billionaires. Because it, <laughs> it, should, it should just be the billionaires, right? Because they're the ones who are causing the problem at yeah, the moment. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, then it, you, you reach the slippery slope part of the story. You know, how rich does someone have to be to yeah. be like, I, for example, am very much accepting, uh, sorry, exempting the likes of Lin-Manuel from going on this list. Sure. But at what point does the does it start to encroach upon people we like yeah. who are just rich but, like, not, like, ruining the world? Well, that's that's a sort of weird dystopian ending, isn't it? Like, yeah. eventually everyone will eat each other. Well, yes. It, it one one this, person's going to be richer than the other. It becomes yes. this weird scenario where Brendan Fraser makes enough money to be qualified exactly. for his own machine. Yeah. It, no, exactly. Yes. And then, and then the end of the film is the last person on Earth goes, Hooray, I'm the richest now! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! no one goes. He no goes. Hooray! I was the poorest. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor me. <laughs> I was thinking of. Uh, I've just been thinking of a of a pun for like the Bilderberg Group, but with like a Bilderberg brisket or something like that. Mm. 
Bilderberg. Bilderberger. Bilderberger, yeah. Is that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the name of a company. <laughs> what that's what what story we were going through there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why have I been thinking of that for like the last five minutes? Why was the best one I could think of? Bilderberg brisket. Like it's just it's just a word and then a brisket afterwards. There's no clever pun there. Bilderberg brisket mentions. <laughs> Oh, that's really silly. So from Sarah Harrison, we've got everybody's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Yes. Um, nobody has uh, the main character and their monkey to hide. Uh, why not? <laughs> He's got something to hide except me and my monkey. Why would it be? They're the only two things in the world that either can't be hidden or nobody wants to hide them. Oh, it's the Matt's world. got an idea. It's the world. They've got to hide the world. There's an alien invasion coming, and the only huh? thing that they want... To, they, 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 like, there has been a broadcast of <laughs> a monkey and a woman, right? <laughs> and that's all the aliens know there is. That's all the aliens are, are coming for. Is, is what they, that's, they, They're like, well, there must be civilization there, and we're, and we're an, a, a warfaring... <laughs> Conquering race. We've yeah. seen a broadcast of a woman and a monkey. This is this, this is, is that Futurama episode where they <laughs> where they where they watch Ali McBeal. Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's Brie Larson, and she's she's on Britain's Got Talent, um, and she's she's doing some tricks with a monkey, uh, and she's like da 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 and the sort of. Uh, uh, the monkey jumps over her head, and then you know she does a does a handstand, and then uh, the monkey does a handstand on her top of her yeah. handstand. What, what's um, happened to Matt? Something's is Matt all right, Tom? He's, he's just going going on about a monkey handstand. It's a great act. It's a great brain's got talent act. A lie, yeah. right? Simon Cowell doesn't like it. Um, oh, it's no. um, it's actually like a middling act, but it just so happens that that was the thing they saw. That's and, the broadcast. And, um, you know, there's Britain's Got Talent. It's, it's quite, the background isn't exactly evocative. It's just a, the back of a stage, right? So, you know, that's what they've seen. We know that's what they've seen somehow. I reckon they send something back being like, woman and monkey, we will be there to pick you, pick you up and conquer you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, oh, bloody... Balls, we've really messed up this time, uh, says... Uh, and somehow it was the one episode, it was the one act on Britain's Got Talent where they didn't constantly cut to, like, gurning judges and presenters <laughs> and, and idiots in the audience yeah. flapping their arms about. Like The idiots. editor was just like, I've got to keep watching this. <laughs> it's quite an engaging performance. That's the, the, editor, it's, it's, the editor actually got fired by the agents of everyone else who works on the programme. But... <laughs> God damn it, he edited the program respectfully for once. Do you know what, you know what it is? It's Richard Iowardi is the editor for Britain's Got Talent, right? Right. Um, and uh, he um, he is... So he plays the, the editor. He gets fired for that, and he's like, no, you know what? I don't care about what they want me to broadcast. My perfect edit is going to be broadcast everywhere around the world... On and my throughout pirate, the universe. My pirate beacon <laughs> that I've been working on in my spare time. 
And so it broadcasts around the world, but as a side effect, it also broadcasts to the the rest space. of the universe it's into yeah. space. And so, like, there you've got like this evil uh, spacefaring race who's coming to coming to collect the woman and monkey because that's all they know is there. Um, and then they're like, "Well, I mean, I I guess." <laughs> If we just hide everything else, I get, I get it. I, I, right, right, right. So Richard Iowadi, who's like, who's gotten to know Brie Larson over the course of um, uh, over the course of the film and stuff. The aliens turn up. Everyone's hidden, yeah. apart from Brie Larson and this monkey, yeah. which these aliens have come down to kill. And Richard Iowadi's like torn as to like, should I let the aliens? Kill her alone, she's, or like, should she's I pop out? Single greatest culmination of of, of performance and art. <laughs> yes, Brie Larson is basically what we've been striving for on Earth. <laughs> so Richard Iwani's making the making the decision as to whether to go out there and risk everyone else on Earth being found out by the aliens, or just to let Brie Larson and the monkey die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now, look, there's one thing that we're missing, though, which is that the title is that everybody's got something to hide, not everybody's hiding. So what I think it is is that, yes, everybody's hiding because that's plan A, but plan B is everyone... If there's a bu- there's bunker space underground for every single person on Earth, right? Mm. But there's only room in the bunker for you to bring one object each. So oh, the shabby. aliens think that there's this whole civilization, like there's cities and countries and objects everywhere, all for the benefit of Brie Larson and her monkey. They, that's just what yeah. they they have been sucking into. But everyone is allowed to think of what item they could take with them that would serve best as a weapon or self-defense or a sentimental object they can't bear to part with. But if they mm. do that, they don't have a weapon of self-defense against the aliens. <laughs> So, like, you know, some anyone. So, for example, some people will have gone down with a, a, a sword. Some people will have gone down with a gun. Some I've people will have my, gone down I've, with I've a. I've got both. I've got my prize golf clubs. They're gonna be my weapon and my uh, and my uh, sentimental. Sentimental object. thing, exactly. Um, some people would, you know, if you've got something like a kind of like a wooden sword that's used for, you know, unblocking toilets or something, you would, you that would be your item that you would take with you for self defense. Not that I've ever heard of such a thing or anybody having such a thing. <laughs> it's been mentioned on the podcast uh, before, I believe. So, uh... oh, has it? oh, okay, <laughs> it was just a private conversation between us, but. Um... Yeah, so everyone's got their one item. Everybody's got something to hide. Okay, except yeah. For, except for Bree and her monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Can we change the title very slightly? <laughs> except for Bree and her monkey. And 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 we haven't really focused on the effect this is having on Bree Larson. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Nobody's particularly interested in the effect it's having on Brie We never do. We never, we never focus on Brie Larson. <laughs> what if we don't? What if we? What if the monkey is the main character and we never? And no, Brie Larson is just there with not, it. Not even, Dave. Not even, because this film is essentially a um, a critique of talent show culture, Absolutely. where the performers are <clears throat> disposable. Yes. Um, and only the viewers' eyes. Richard Iowardi, who's idolizing her. Uh, mm-hmm. Simon Cowell, who just doesn't doesn't like it and believes he's the lens for the for the whole of the world. Well, um, yeah, he certainly does. 
<laughs> so, like, um, the reason Richard Iowardi wanted to uh, wanted to broadcast this thing was that um, that, that Simon Cowell was like, no, 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 we're having like we'll have like three seconds of her and then we'll move on. Whereas Richard mm. Iowardi is like, I think this is the best thing humanity has to offer. <laughs> I think this monkey act. Centuries of art <laughs> is, have led up to this. Is everything, right? It's it's Shakespeare. It's yeah. Wordsworth. It is everything we've ever made. And what um, if the performance is so strong that like Shakespeare and Jesus and stuff start to like resurrect as like ghosts start coming in <laughs> well, and we, <clears throat> tears pouring down their faces as they watch the ultimate expression of like human creativity. But that's the thing because as the as the aliens arrive, Earth is essentially Richard Iowardi is powerless as he gets dragged into the bunker um, uh-huh. by his loved ones. Um, taking with him only this only only this tape of of Brie Larson. Um, <laughs> That's his one item that he yeah, took with him. Um, yeah, and um, the uh, and Brie Larson standing there alone in the middle of Times Square as <laughs> the um, as the the kind of the, the aliens descend on 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 the world, right? And as they're descending. She starts because she's got nothing else to do. She starts doing her act. Do 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 And the aliens get one over in the end. Yeah, the aliens come down. It, they've got lasers trained on her. They 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 like the lasers lower, <laughs> power down. The door opens to the space shuttle, and Brie Larson walks in. The aliens go off. Brie yeah. Larson with them, and yeah. that's she's gone. And then everyone's like. Oh my God! Brie Larson just saved the day. Did anyone get that on on camera? But of course, nobody did, um, yeah. except Richard Iowardi has the one <laughs> tape of Brie Larson left over on the in the world, yeah. and that is treasured in museums for the rest of time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest Captain Marvel origin story. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those are all our honourable melodies, honourable mentions, the uh, the few things we've picked out this week. Uh, thank you, everyone, who gave us titles this week on our social media. We've had so many this week. I think it's because it's just, like, people putting their favourite song titles in. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Right. You know, okay, you know uh, how... You could say the the line... You know, if you're looking at lyrics and you've never heard the song before, you might read them out with the wrong rhythm. Yeah. Well, the word for the correct rhythm that the, that the words go into in a, in a line of a song, the word is scansion. So, so honourable <laughs> scansion! I knew there'd be one! <laughs> Uh, so thank you to everyone who gave us titles on our social media. Remember to uh, follow us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast and Twitter at Life's a Pitch show, as well as going to Patreon as well. Uh, so on with our final pitch today, which is from Charlie Gascoigne. It's You're Not Judy Garland. Um, Is this about a dating app is this about someone who reckons they're set up for a date with judy garland but then being catfished by yeah (laughs) well not by judy Judy garland they've they've set their tinder tinder like what i'm looking for to be only judy garland stats (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a very specific uh, app. It's like, I only want people with, that are between this weight and this weight have this exact tone of colour of hair. Yeah. Um, like, have, this, have this life story and career. Yeah, these qualifications. <laughs> this, they are exactly this old. And, you know, so, like, and it's not usually used like that. It's, it's well, There's a larger story to tell here about the, like, the specificity of dating profiles suddenly becoming weird, scary things, right? You can be yeah. racist. Mm-hmm. You can be like, um, you, you can absolutely be like ageist. You can decide exactly how you want your perfect partner to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's someone who only wants to put in the stats of Judy Garland. Hang on a minute. Actually, we might be on our way to a quite good, like, um, you know, like, like, do I mean horror film? Do I mean thriller? Where it's a person who is obsessed with Judy Garland. Yeah. And yeah, they're using this app to try and find the person closest to Judy Garland that they can. Yeah. And when they meet you up, and maybe the person like, you know, knows that that's what they're interested in and so on. They're like, I'm a big Judy Garland fan. And this person's like, oh, I look a bit like Judy Garland. But when they meet up, you're not Judy Garland. He's... <laughs> <laughs> and he's this terrifying, yeah. like, like, stalker then, because he's like angry with this poor woman for yeah. not being Judy Garland. And maybe there's not just one. Maybe she finds the, you know, the other people oh that he's the remains, yeah. who aren't like, Judy Garland. All right, so Judy Garland films. Yep. Anyone? I'm, I'm just I'm just looking at uh, Wizard of Oz. I mean, Wizard of Oz, put that aside. We know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, is, and then maybe, there's, you know, maybe, the other actually, ones. Well, maybe the, first, maybe the first thing is, like, he's like, meet me here for this date, right? It's he's a very very uh, let's say he's a very rich man. Maybe mm-hmm. he created like he's a very weird, very rich man. Uh, maybe he created a popular video game um, that is like popular with like under fifteens. Um, mm. That's like lots of triangles. Like you're trying to smash. You're, you're trying to build <laughs> houses out of triangles. Um, uh, like should be called like uh, craft. Crafting uh, triangles, uh, yeah. <laughs> Crafting triangles, yeah, Trycraft. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, anyway, uh, Trine, like, so This guy's really weird and obnoxious and terrible. Yeah, on Twitter, and um, uh, he he's he's basically because he's so rich. When he's like, this is where we're gonna meet for our date. It's like she looks it up. It's a restaurant, but actually, it's not. It's a trap. And it's Munchkinland. She walks into this place and it's like down a slide into like a, a, a perfect version of Munchkinland. Oh. Yeah. And... <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> and then Welcome we... to Garland. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes. That's also, that also could be the title of this movie. <laughs> Welcome to Garland. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Garland <laughs> and she goes yeah I got it <laughs> if you can survive I'm not Judy Garland <laughs> if you can survive the trials then you really are Judy Garland <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so who plays the guy is it like are we thinking someone sort of young like a kind of no um, I'm not I'm thinking someone like- I kind I of want about... Philip Seymour Hoffman, but I think he's dead. I... Oh, wait, yeah. that doesn't matter on this show, does it? No. no. I was thinking about a kind of bedraggled Nick Frost, but I think you're probably right, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. Yeah. Someone like that. And then... Right, I, I was thinking Tom Holland, but with the beard <laughs> you of always are. Hoffman. 
<laughs> Who's like the look of Seymour Hoffman? So or like John Hamm, you know, someone like, like yeah, could yeah. be genuinely threatening if you made him yeah. like not uh, shave for a bit and just sort of not John, get his hair cut. John Hamm's does look like Tom Holland tried to <laughs> no, play Philip no, Seymour Hoffman. No, 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 you know what? I've got it, and I've decided it's yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Yes, there another man who looked like Tom vague... Holland played <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman. Listen, you're unsettling. obsessed. Not everybody looks like Tom Holland. <laughs> there is something vaguely unsettling about Jason Sudeikis. We have established this. This is law. Um, this is <laughs> life's, life's pitch law. law. And yep. um, uh, and so it's Jason Sudeikis is, is our, is our mm. Garland man. Okay, that's all well and good. But my question is, what are the trials that someone can do that if they succeed, it proves their duty Garland? <laughs> well, they've got to kill the Wicked Witch of the West. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's essentially where this was going, wasn't it? Because um... <laughs> the only duty Garland movie we know is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Judy. Oh, you know, there's yeah. be more. Let's look them well, up. Well, the the, in, the entirety of the movie up until um, Jennifer Lawrence gets into Garland is in black and white, and when she goes down that slide, it goes all um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then she ends up in in colourful Garland. Yeah, <clears throat> that's, uh, that's that's what happens. We shoot most of it in. Uh, in black, well, the first bit of it in black and white that it's all in colour. Oh, she's, um, you know, a star is born. The, the yeah, yeah. Um, and, and the Judy Garland show. So... Oh, was she in that? Uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> weird. That's strange. I know, right? That's weird, isn't it? Um, no idea. She was uh... in Pepe. Right, oh, wait, I, did I did I say Jennifer Lawrence? I meant Lindsay Lohan. She's oh. Judy Garland in this movie. Um, Wait, is she or is she not Judy Garland? She's not Judy Garland. She's the she's the woman trapped in. Yeah, Garland. yeah. She's 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 not Judy Garland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's um, just one of the people who do not play Judy Garland in this and various other movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's not there's not a lot of sort of material here. I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to, 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 I'm I'm scanning through her IMDb and. I'm gonna be honest. There ain't there ain't a bunch that I I know. I'm sure she had a. I mean, she she did have a long and illustrious career, just not of anything yeah. that I've seen. So perhaps we ought to take this as a learning experience, and we ought to go away and watch some Judy Garland movies, but not in time to finish this podcast. Probably not. No, no. I think we we just take the titles of these movies yep. and do mini pictures <laughs> for what they were. Can we just make uh, up what how, we think they were? How? Yeah. Well, but yeah. This is the thing. We're we. Take the titles of these movies and turn them into trials. <laughs> yes. Okay. Give me one. What's the, what's right. the Babes in Arms. Right. This was <laughs> easy. I mean, come on. Judy Garland. Judy Garland plays a baby yep. in the Second World War. <laughs> no, it I think released it's, in nineteen thirty-nine. No, I think if it's a trial, then the trial is that she has to rescue the babies out of the arms. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, yeah. like, <laughs> this is the thing. Um, Jason Sudeikis has lined two sets of babies up. Yeah. With one dressed as as allied forces and the other dressed as axes, <laughs> and they've all yeah. got rifles. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 she to make her way. She gets. to make her way across the beach. She gets while, dropped. While all these babies style. are firing guns at her. <laughs> she gets dropped 
walked Fortnite style into yeah. the middle of no man's land, and she's no baby's land. Yeah, no, no baby's <laughs> another land. One. Another one. Another one. Possibly, possibly the sequel to Babes in Arms. Actually, not possibly. It is the sequel to Babes in Arms. Okay, uh, Babes on Broadway. Uh, oh. There's a load of babies on. <laughs> In a musical theatre, firing guns okay. at each other. In, yeah, and in that and in that trial, what Judy has to do, not Judy, sorry, what, what Judy has to do is she has to uh, give a good review to the babies, which is really difficult because babies cannot do anything. <laughs> not only that, they're slaughtering each other with, with guns. <laughs> Rifles. Like, so it's up to her we, to we somehow write one, a fair review of this. Babies in Babes on Broadway is later on, right? It's it's we do we do we do Munchkinland, then we do yep. Babes in Arms, yep. and then like four trials later, we're back to Babes on Broadway. And <laughs> at this point, Lindsay Lohan is like uh, Jason, looking at Jason Snake's face on all the monitors that he's sort of set up to. to, to <laughs> And she's Tom's like, whole face has just collapsed in on itself. It's <laughs> like, really, Jason Sudeikis? Really? You're making me do, do this again? Except this time I've got to give it a good review. <laughs> okay, give us some more titles. <laughs> Come on, Tom, that's good job. <laughs> Come on, Tom, I'll do it. I'm looking for more babes, uh, babes <laughs> titles. A child is waiting. Oh well, I guess that's just the cue to get into the bait. To the, like when if they yeah, run yeah. out of babies on yeah, the beach, yeah. um, the pirate. Oh yeah. Oh cool. Um, okay, so yeah, yeah, but we need to know what the trial is. The pirate. So the yeah. trial there is well, the the pirate is a friend she yeah. makes along the way. So there's the right. scarecrow, the tin man, yeah, the pirate, the lion, okay. and the pirate. Yeah, nice. yeah, that's, that's the ones. So she has to uh, get. So the trial there is to convince the Wizard of Oz to give. What would a pirate want? A, a real Pretty. hand. Yes. <laughs> a real, a real I want hand. to be a real hand. And, <laughs> and, and, and that's how you a are. baby's hand and it's got a gun in it and, and she's just like, no, don't shoot, baby. <laughs> and then and then she's she's busting her way through all these trials, right? Left and right. She's like, it gets to the point where like, kind of like the end of um, La La Land, where like, yeah. walking through the frames of these various movies, she's pulling the scenery apart. She's throwing down all the props and all the all the kind of like uh, the standees for the for these facades yeah and she's tearing through walls like rushing towards where she's pretty sure because uh, her 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 collection of people the tin man's managed to hack in and find out where the control room is for this labyrinth and yeah. she's the man played by uh, Keanu Reeves. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And she's tearing through these walls. And eventually, like, she gets to this big room where, like, this enormous face of Jason Sudeikis is like, on <laughs> yeah. a huge screen, right? Mm. And there's curtains and there's yeah. f- smoke and there's fireworks. And, yeah. and, she's, and he's like, don't dare come towards me. Uh, in just not Jason Sudeikis' voice at all. Uh, yeah. and, and she's like, I'm not scared of you, Jason Sudeikis. She takes one of the fireworks, sets the, the, the curtain on fire, curtain starts to burn away, and there um, uh, is Jason Sudeikis standing there, right, like in his underwear, and... Um, <laughs> okay. And she's like, your bio said you'd be taller. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And then he dissolves. 
And that's, and that's one I of the tricks. Melting. Yeah. <laughs> He's the wicked witch. He goes, "You truly were Judy Garland." <laughs> She's like, "I'm not. <laughs> I am not." <laughs> and then the lights go out, and a bunch of illuminated masks, like oh. theatre masks, oh. are, are, are glowing in the darkness, and they all say. You truly are the Judy Garland that was prophesized. And then we cut to credits! <laughs> Somewhere in the Garland, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's trapped. She can't get out of the Garland. <laughs> Even if she tries, <laughs> even if she raps, even if know. she raps, yeah. And then, and then Lindsay Lohan does a rap breakdown. Yeah, yeah, because well, she raps over the credits like Will Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She um, does in every Lindsay Lohan movie. <laughs> <She does. laughs> I like, I like the uh, the thought that this rabbit hole goes a lot deeper than uh, to to mix the source material of. <laughs> <laughs> Of this, but like, um, at least she really is into some terrifying, like, uh, Illuminati stuff where there's always <laughs> got to be a Garland. <laughs> All right, so that was You're Not Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that uh, title, Charlie Gascoigne. We had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun uh, listening to it, everyone. Uh, so remember, you can find us on facebook.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast. And Twitter at Life's a Bit Show, and also Instagram at Life's a Bit Show, I believe as well. So you can uh, give us a follow on all those things. Please do it; helps us uh, keep the community growing. Uh, and if you want to, just share the podcast uh, and just tell your friends about it as well. You can also, of course, go to patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch Podcast, which, um, it, as you may have guessed from the fact that I spelled out the URL, is where we want you to go quite a lot because that's where you can go to give us a bit of money every month um, to basically keep the podcast going, keep us getting better at it, and uh, well, hopefully, you know, what I mean, you, you, you'd think, right? You can get bonus stuff yourself. You can actually vote. Um, if you become a, a patron, then you can vote on uh, what genre we do each week. But yeah, you can get bonus pitches every single week. Um, you can like, uh, yeah, if you uh, donate five dollars or more a month, then you can, which is actually quite a small amount of money with the weak dollar. Um, it's a pittance. It's a pittance. Mm. You can get a bonus pitch every single week, which is like, you know, it's an extra bunch of show um, that, that, like, you know, you can get and other people aren't getting. But go to uh, patreon.com forward slash Life's a Pitch podcast if you want to help us out loads. It really, really is important to us. If you want to do that, you can be among these amazing people who we are unofficially calling the Cult of Bisque. Um, for reasons that you'll find out in just a moment. Mihir Trivedi, my waste of talent. I'll crunch my own bisque before I let somebody else raise my kids. Brandon Spanky Mills. Ross Originals saying, don't forget the bonus pitch. Stephen D. Thomas. Sam McKillman. Prime Minister, it looks like these husks contain a deadly hallucinogen. Little Jimmy Scrambles. Good news, your lungs are totally bisque-free. I'm sorry, Jimmy. Your sister didn't, didn't survive the de-bisking surgery. Brent Black. Janet... Can, can you believe how cheap this house was? Hauntingly cheap. Owing to the Bisque crisis, we are today declaring martial law. Joseph Hegarty. We are issuing a nationwide recall of all wheat Bisque products. 
Prime Minister, tear down that bisque statue. Alex Kay, Peter Huskerton, you are under arrest under suspicion of murder. Mavis, have you heard breakfast ghosts overran the sodding prison? I heard that our Pete did it, choked his own ex-wife with husks. What do you mean Scotland has declared itself an independent bisque state? So that, that's <laughs> all of them. Um, and every single, Ooh. I get a, be- a, a bigger sense of victory every time I get to the bottom of that list. <laughs> that, that cliffhanger this week on, <laughs> on the end of the Patreon uh, um, Patreon list. You guys, uh, you guys should go over there because clearly there's quite a bit of character limit. Uh, like, so, um, you can join that. You can join the cult of Bisque to uh, to add your kind of story to the thing, and I think you can regularly change your name on Patreon as well. So um, you know, it's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, so yeah. I imagine yeah. you flipping can unless it, unless this is a whole new set of people coming in every single time you do it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Dave, thank you for coming on the show. Ah, oh, it's all right. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, where can people find you if, if they want to hear more or see more of, of you, Dave? Well, <laughs> I mean, these days I've got two whole podcasts of my own. What? A master of podcasting now. Yeah, so you've got Sonic the Comic the Podcast, which is about the time when Sega and Fleetway, who made comics in the UK, brought out a Sonic comic in the UK, not the American one, that was kind of a games magazine and kind of a comic culture magazine and it had like not just sonic it had shinobi and golden axe and streets of rage by mark miller and all sorts of stuff and we go through it an issue at a time go and find that sonic the comic the podcast you'll find it on uh you know apple and that but also you can find it at uh stctp.wigglehe.com and while you're there you might enjoy serious business dot wigglehe.com um or again just search for it in podcast apps and stuff my uh my disney podcast where we talk about the remakes such as disney's aladdin referenced either in this or the outtakes episode of this <laughs> i'm gonna be sending you guys an email soon uh, I was, oh man, if you were like me and loved the Disney's remake of Aladdin, then you can also get angry at their views on Jafar. <laughs> <laughs> oh really? So you were a big Jafar, new Jafar supporter? I'm a supporter of new Jafar. Oh my god, that's excellent news. Let's have a big fight. Um, and um, yeah, so there you go. I've got a Sonic podcast and a Disney podcast, and you can find me on Twitter as Demon Tomato Dave. All right, so we end the podcast, as we always do, with the Yes, Very Clever Award. Uh, now, this is the award we give out to uh, a film title that's already based around an existing film title that's just made a little joke. Um, but because it's they're all, they're all song titles, I've just <laughs> gone with the one that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> but didn't make it into the honourable mentions list for, for reasons that are about to become apparent. Uh, <laughs> It's uh, from Sam Newton, and the song is Sven, 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 Goran Eriksson. <laughs> Which I believe is the song from Bell and Sperling. Uh, he's released... a lovely geezer, but don't forget that he's from Sweden. from Sweden. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it was about the 2002 World Cup or something like that. There is a lot of songs that would not have made good pitches, but... <laughs> the ladies' pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think oh, it's not what am I talking about? It's not the ladies', ladies pants. The ladies, it's the ladies' knickers and the ladies' bras. Yeah. That's right. Um, I've been Matt Turner. I've been Tom McGrath. <laughs> I've been Dave Bulmer. I nearly forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Remember.
remember who pitched it.